All right. Thank you for joining us on this week's segment of 22 Motivational Minutes with Marlo, where we connect and collaborate with experts in their industries, published authors, and fascinating people. And as a chief inspirational officer, I am focused on the development of people by unearthing their values, their talents, and their self-worth, otherwise known as that self-esteem, which is a huge factor in success. People matter, self-worth matters, and time matters. And when all of that aligns, everything works. And I could not be more excited to um, share with you today that we have Bo Porter. Bo, are you out there with us right now? Yes, I'm here, Marlo. Welcome. Thank you. Well, let me introduce to you um, as you're coming into this podcast, Bo Porter is the Atlanta Braves Special Assistant General Manager. He is also the founder of Real Excellence, and he's going to talk to us about that. He's an author and has a book, and there's some really great things that we're going to dive into today on this podcast there. And he's also the chairman of the Self Foundation. He is a former MLB player, and so you can just tell from that background, Bo has so much to offer us in, in the areas of performance, of you know not only athletic performance, but I think even performance of mindset. So I'm going to roll it over, and um, Bo, you want to take a little bit more and share with us about that fascinating background that you have. Well, I think you did a pretty good job with your research. You kind of um, covered all the sectors. Um, I I try to think of myself as an add value, and what I mean by that is anyone in which I'm blessed enough to share space with, I try to, to bring value to every situation. And when I look at my career from from my playing career to my coaching career to my to my managing career, now this latest transition, I've moved, you know, from the field into the front office, into the other aspect of, you know, building teams and and looking at the organization in its entirety. It it, it all it all centers around the one common, you know, thread in which I think to the core of my being is that all these relationships are about people and it's about growing people, it's about impacting people and adding value, you know, to the people in which, again, you are blessed to share space with. Mm, absolutely. And that's why I just, I admire you. I mean, you are a people. I've been very fortunate to be in the room with you. I recently got to see one of your presentations that you were offering um, as the founder of Real Excellence. Can you share with us a minute or two about what Real Excellence is and, and what that looks like in the Self Foundation? Well, Real, Real Excellence, obviously, is our for-profit um, business. It, um, it, speaks, it speaks to the core of the things that, again, we believe can help people better themselves. And when you look at the different divisions of Real Excellence, Real Excellence itself is the business conglomerate. The businesses that are part of the business conglomerate are what we call divisions, and a few of those divisions, we have the core of men, we have the core of women, we have our relationship utopia, we have our vows renewed, we have our career and sports development academy, and as you mentioned, I have authored two books under the Real Excellence Business Conglomerate as well, and it is Real Life Empowered and The End Game, which was just released um, November the 17th. So when you, oh. when you look at each one of those divisions and the business model itself, it's about helping people, it's about adding value to people, and it is about when you look at it, it's when you look at core, core basically stands for change.
champions of real excellence. And whatever whatever venture you decide to partake in, in every aspect of your life, in my opinion, you should strive for real excellence. Mm, I love it. I love it. Okay. And right there, I mean, again, so much um, depth and richness to what you do and how you serve. But one thing I want to dig into right now is the book, The End Game. Talk to us about, um, you came out with the book, and it's why sports really exist and the lessons that are learned. Kind of walk us through that for a minute. Well, I think whenever you whenever you think about sports, I think a lot of people immediately they focus on the game that's taking place on the field or the court. And what I've attempted to do with the end game is kind of dive into four different quadrants as it relates to sports. And if you look at the four quadrants and you understand, obviously, this is falling under the umbrella of real excellence. And when you think about real excellence, we, you know, from a branding standpoint, we've actually used the word re, which is just R-E. In the book, The End Game, the four quadrants focus on the reason you play sports, the responsibility of all parties involved in sports, the reality of sports, and the reward that one should seek to achieve from playing sports. So when you put all of those factors together in the end game, I was able to use a lot of my personal experience from my childhood to my high school development to my development in college at the University of Iowa to being drafted by the Chicago Cubs playing for the Cubs, the Texas Rangers, the Oakland A's, the Atlanta Braves, the different teammates, the different coaches in which I was able to encounter. Fast forward that to starting our own foundation, the Stacey and Bo Porter Self Foundation. And as I went through all of those different aspects of life, and things start to happen within your life, you inadvertently you go back to you go back to some of your early stages of teaching and what I realized is just how much of an impact sports had played in not only my overall development, but in my network and the people in which I was connected to, a lot of those relationships were basically you know, from the branches and the trees in which I had been so blessed to be a part of, and it all centered around sports. So it really just started to intrigue my mind. So Debbie Taylor, who is who was a sideline reporter for the New England Patriots and for the Washington Nationals and for the Boston Red Sox, we had sat down and discussed the writing of this book, and she was – she was able to conduct all of the personal interviews from the quotes that you would find within the book as it relates to those four quadrants in which I just spoke about. And a lot of people that have picked up the book, you know, so far, in their mind, they're thinking that it's just a straight book about baseball. And to their delight, as they start to read it, they realize that it has so much more useful content as it relates to when you look at, you know, parenting a student athlete, you look at coaching a student athlete, you look at 
corporate and social responsibility. We really dive into the principles and the values of, of parenting. We, we talk about financial literacy and capitalistic enterprise as it relates to sports. We talk about the music and post-career optionality as it relates to, you know, athletes making the transition from a career in sports to their post-career and what that looked like. We talk about the theology of facilitating change and how, as an athlete, you are blessed with this platform where if you have a desire to facilitate change with the resources you have and the network in which you have, and a lot of those relationships are basically relationships that are developed through sports, you actually can use those relationships and parlay them into components, whether it's from a foundation standpoint, whether it's from a business transaction, where you can actually impact and facilitate positive change in the lives of many other people. And that gets us into the, the sustainable perspective, which we call a sports legacy PhD. And at the end of the day, you have to ask yourself, you know, the world is not a place in which we reside. It's the place in which you live to impact other people. So you have to ask yourself the question, what are you doing in the space in which you occupy in this world? Mm. Wow. And now one of the parts of the book, too, and I want I want you to go there for a minute and share with us, because you had mentioned that, you know, there's a lot of personal interviews and a lot of personal stories. And I think that's really where people are going to find um, some amazing things. And you have a testimony letter from John Duncan in there, Paul. Do you want to share with us about that? Well, John Duncan, I mean, again, when you talk about leadership, and leadership is obviously a component, I think, that many people who have the opportunity to participate in sports. Leadership skills is something that I think is a learned trait and it can be that 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 curve can be expedited if you find yourself being coached by the right people and I was extremely blessed to have some great coaches. So when you start to look at you know, leadership, great leaders know that success is achieved through the work of others. And they also realize that their job is to maximize their individual talents for the collective team success. And great leaders understand that leadership has to be developed at every level. So they take the time to develop the next wave of leaders, which leads into their desire to mentor other people. And John Duncan happened to be one of my one of my mentees that I I basically met him when he was twelve years old and he's twenty six years old now and he sat down and just spoke about the maturation of of our relationship and how when he first you know, signed up for my program, which our that same program now has evolved into Real Excellence Career and Sports Development Academy, which is also known as CISDA. It's a program in which we take student athletes and we basically teach them all the things that there is to know outside of the court in the field. 
is the things in which we know can really hinder a student athlete from being able to reach their potential. So John Duncan, you know, went to the University of Texas and graduated from the University of Texas, um, ended up getting his his um his master's degree in finance and he was just very appreciative to the relationship in which we shared and to the impact in which I had on his development. And again, when you're when you're going through this process with young student athletes, a lot of times you don't get an opportunity to even have the conversation and understand the impact in which you have, let alone have someone, you know, having a desire to write a testimony letter. And I'm just going to read the last, you know, paragraph of this, you know, for time's sake. John Duncan says, he said, looking back, it was really important for me to know that someone had confidence in me and took the time to continuously push me forward toward my goals. Bo and his staff are committed to developing responsible student-athletes with vision, drive, and confidence. They are experts at teaching the necessities to succeed in all aspects of life. The skills that you will learn through Bo's program are truly invaluable. So to have someone go through your program, start at 12 years old, and 14 years later at 26 have a master's degree in business, and they are in the GE leadership program, and they go back to their teachings in which they learn as early as 12 years old through their high school career, through their college career, it speaks value to how important mentorship is. Absolutely. Wow. And just what an impact, though, Bo. I mean, I think your life, and there's a reason. I mean, you did not grow up in an easy way. I mean, you grew up in the heart of the inner city of Newark, New Jersey, and you face so many obstacles around that environment. And for you to, to stand tall today, and for those people that are listening to this podcast, is there a special message that you have for somebody who's um, struggling today or, or thinking that it's it's just not possible for them? Because you've experienced it. You've experienced the, the not possible in my perspective. What what do you have to say about that, being in, uh, living the all-American dream? Well, I, I think there is a there is a phrase that, that kind of speaks to exactly what you just said, Marlo. And it is, and I use, I use this phrase in the book as well, ships don't sink because of the water around them. Ships sink because of the water that get in them. And regardless to what your circumstances are, your circumstances do not have to become your reality. And I think for me, I I, I firmly believe this and I have complete faith in this, that, you know, God placed a calling on my life. And as I think back to my childhood and all the things in which were surrounding my circumstances, I was blessed that I never allowed the water to get into my ship. And it was because of this strong infrastructure, you know, starting with my mom and the rest of my family and which they put around me. And, again, I think sports rescued me because it took me out of the community in which I was living in day in and day out, and it allowed me to get exposed to so much more, and that leads to, 
the starting of our foundation. The reason my wife and I decided that we wanted to start the foundation is because we realized the impact that community service played in in our life, so we wanted to try to provide that same type of experience for other kids growing up in similar conditions because the untraveled eye can't see. And exposure, when you expose kids to something that they would not see otherwise, it allows them to dream big. And I'm going to go back to, you know, when I was nine years old, part of my life story started the day I went to Yankee Stadium to go see a Major League Baseball game. Well, how did I get to Yankee Stadium? I was able to go to Yankee Stadium because a neighborhood, you know, friend of the family doing community service came to my mom and asked my mom, would it be okay if he signed me up for he signed me up for Little League Baseball? And it was being signed up for Little League Baseball that allowed me to have a coach who worked in New York and had tickets to a Yankee game. He decided that he was going to take the 12 kids on the Little League team. Now, had I not left the community of South 14th Street, I would have never had an opportunity to go to Yankee Stadium. Well, I go to Yankee Stadium, and my eyes are the size of a silver dollar. <laughs> and I sat, I sat there in awe, and it was that day that I said, I want to be a Major League Baseball player. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's amazing what can happen when you get kids that are in what we call underprivileged, underserved, suppressed communities, and you put them into an atmosphere where they are allowed to now dream big, the motivation is it's you can't even quantify it because you don't know what it's going to do to the inside of that child. I know what it did for me, and it's my hope and desire and my prayer that that's what the Self Foundation is able to do for children that are being impacted by our foundation. Absolutely. Well, and just the fact that you dedicated your your life to this and. And just understand, I love how your conviction of being that nine-year-old boy, you know, really did turn into living the dream. And I think that's why people that do connect to you, Bo, and, and that are part of your programs and that read the books that you have and what you put out into the world, there's just such a message there. I mean, you walk the talk every single day. And I love that level of integrity within you. And I know that other people, I mean, it just it, it oozes out of you. There's no question. Okay, so before we wrap it up here, um, you talk about the real scoreboard um, with the end game. Is there a favorite part of your book that you want to leave us off with today and share? Well, I, I think I think when you when you look at the real scoreboard and it says, you know, trust God to bear fruit in our lives, however He chooses to. Don't sell yourself or dream short. Be persistent in accomplishing whatever He has placed in our heart. Our diligence, persistence, and commitment to His purposes are the key that define real excellence. The only thing that is really important is that his purposes are accomplished. He wants hearts to change, including ours, and lives to be impacted, even when those results aren't visible to anyone. His work is done deep inside, 
Our job is to be faithful. His job is to accomplish results. And the question I ask to everyone, are you mastering the real game? If so, God bless you for answering your call. If not, let the end game be your invitation to join the best game you will ever play and be a part of the greatest hit this world has ever witnessed. You will be victorious on the real scoreboard, and your end game will never end. Because in the end, Marlo, by passing your blessings forward and putting all hands in to impact the lives of other people, you leave a legacy that will live forever because everything you do for yourself will die with you. Everything you do for someone else has a chance to live forever. So when you look at the end game, yes, sports is the major component, but it's all the it's all the things in which we learn from and through sports that actually really impact our actions as it relates to being a good teammate and having a desire and a passion to help other people. When you think about all the teams in which you've been on, Part of being on a team is giving of yourself. So if we can take sports and really get people to understand the team aspect of it and how to translate that into other aspects of our life in business and relationships, the world would be a better place. Oh, what a great note. Oh, I love it. And, you know, Bo, you you do inspire me. You know that. You empower me and challenge me. And uh, and you've just made a huge impact on my life. And so I'm very grateful that um, I've come into alignment with you. And I'm so um, appreciative of your time and collaboration today on our podcast series. So to learn more about Bo Porter, you can simply visit our website at marlohiggins.com. You'll be able to learn how to obtain the different books that Bo has, connect to his different resources, and add Bo to your circle of influence. So I want to thank you for joining us today. We do invite you to share this podcast with others, and we thank you in advance for that partnership. So um, ignite your success. Marlo, your host and Chief Inspirational Officer, thank you for joining us, and have an awesome day.